Hello, I'm Amy Keeley and this is episode 8 of the Travel Weekly podcast, which brings you interviews with key figures and commentary on some of the biggest issues affecting the sector. On this episode, we caught up with If Only's Andy Freeth and Gordon McCready ahead of last week's Globe Travel Awards. They told me what they've been doing in the nine months since joining the trade-only operator last year, as well as the circumstances around their departure from rivals Gold Medal and Travel 2. I am here with Andy Freeth and Gordon McCready from If Only. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. We are very overdressed for this podcast. You guys are in tuxes. Well, you're in black black tie. Yep. You're in a lovely velvet number. I didn't notice that, Gordon. <laughs> Thank you very much. Very nice. Um, you've taken your jacket off because it's too hot. It was a bit warm, but look, um, we, we've got faces for radio, but we're... <laughs> Talk for, we're dre- speak for yourself. I'm talking for about Gordon Knight, but we're certainly <laughs> dressed for TV. <laughs> I'm actually, I can feel my face burning up. This room is so hot. So to, to clarify why we're overdressed for this podcast, this is the night of the Travel Weekly Globe Travel Awards. So we're in a very swish room at the Grosvenor House Hotel on Park Lane. Uh, the awards kick off in about an hour. So thanks for, for joining us. Um, you've been at If Only for nine months now. Um, you joined last April. Tell us what you've done in that time. So look, we've, we've, um, we've not done huge things. I, I'd probably um, categorise what I've done as tinkered a little because Brendan Maguire, who founded the company, has got some real strong values uh, about the brand and ethos. We've not moved it too far away from that. We've tried to build on the history of the brand and the business and tweak uh, and tinker around the edges. So we've we've taken a close look at product and where required we've renegotiated terms on both our air and ground uh, relationships. We've then looked at the team and expanded it in the areas where it's needed, beefed up the marketing team, um, increased the reservations team to have better service levels to the trade um, and really just sort of looked at every area to see how we can tweak and improve. We've expanded the the product range into new destinations with uh, the US last December, so that's been going for 12 months now. We launched the Caribbean in June and we put those products in front of more travel agents by increasing the awareness, increasing the profile of the brand. But if I had a crystal ball, I think in, in 12 months time, the, the business that we've got going west will be broadly the same size as the business that we've got going east. So we're really seeing um, high growth um, across the USA and into the Caribbean and and, and coming up soon we'll we'll widen that further uh, into North America. And where where else are you looking to add this year? Yeah, so coming up, um, the the team are hard at work at the moment on developing our Canada programme, which we hope to have out in the spring, uh, sort of March, April time. Um, And we're also, at the same time, uh, we already do part of uh, luxury cruising so we have some relationships that have been in the business for a few years but we're going to work with 10 luxury cruise partners to create curate uh, and put together luxury cruise packages with the flights and with the accommodation and we've already got an expert team that have actually all been in the business now for about six months because we delayed slightly the the launch of the cruise products just with other things that came up as priority so we we hadn't initially planned to move office um, but that became very clear very early on that to enable better collaboration, better teamwork, have more meeting space, have more opportunities for the teams to work close together, we needed to get to a more positive environment. So that became a focus which originally when I started was something that I was keen not to do um, too soon. But we, we couldn't uh, 
forego the opportunity of a great premises right in the centre of Glasgow. We've started a social committee um, a couple of weeks ago, and we've got our first event next week. Um, Nothing overly creative. We're having an office quiz night. Um, well, I think Gordon and I are actually going to be the quiz masters. We, are, yeah. Yeah. we can actually put these. We can actually put these tuxes back yeah, on and, and, and do a super smart. So, so yeah, <laughs> the team collaboration and uh, the team gelling together is, is really important for me. Definitely. Okay, and and it's January. It's the peak booking period. How are sales going, Gordon? Yeah, we've had a really solid start. We're, we're uh, really pleased with how um, the trade have continued to support us post Christmas. We're delivering growth of around about 47% so far in the month, which is excellent and we're really, really happy with. And that um, follows on the back of, as Andy said, a really strong last quarter to the year. So financial year to date, we're trading at plus 50. Brilliant. But we're equally encouraged that the feedback we're getting from our business development team is that there are still a lot of customers out there who are inquiring but haven't committed yet so there is definitely some pent up demand that will hopefully keep that momentum Mm. running out through the whole month it is still a key booking period certainly for if only January, February will bring in around 30% of our overall turnover in those two months so it's key that we continue that growth and that development journey with the support and in partnership with with retail travel agents. And is, are there any destinations that are really, you know, looking um, really popular? Over yeah, um, as Andy said, um, the Caribbean is really going from strength to strength. It's one of its, well, its biggest week since we launched it last week. Um, Indian Ocean continues to perform exceptionally well, particularly for clients maybe looking for a little bit more security around the financial costs, so all-inclusive options are proving really popular. And a lot of the new product that's been launched within the Middle East, particularly in Dubai, a lot of the new hotels that are opening are generating interest and customers want to visit them, whether it be Caesars and places like that. Um, we're really starting to see a really strong demand for those, particularly in the, the, the winter months to get a little bit of winter sunshine. Okay, and tell us about your, your Peaks campaign, because it, it involved you wearing a flat cap, didn't it? It did involve me wearing a flat cap. It was a, a play on uh, Peaky Blinders, so... We're very imaginative to come up with the phrase of blinding peaks. Um, it's been very um, keenly pointed out that it, it wasn't a new thing. Um, I hadn't personally seen oh, it. Really? Anybody what else use it? Yeah, done it? there not another operator. Um, I think Travel oh. Gossip had used a similar strap line last year. So, but they um, flat caps, did they? Yeah, I take the opportunity to, to thank Bruce for, for highlighting that. He posted <laughs> wishing everyone a blinding peaks, and um, I think it's quite tough actually in the travel space to come up with things that have never ever been done. Um, so, but look, well, I hadn't, I hadn't heard of it. Well, I didn't see it. We, and we I, took it in very good humour. And yeah. the, the photo was um, fantastic. Yeah, um, I'm not quite sure the team and the other patrons of Glasgow were quite as impressed when we were standing in 20s garb outside um, the the very nice hotel across the road from our new office. You look really in character as well, you're quite like serious, you got quite into it. Everybody took it very seriously and it was amazing that no one actually had to physically go out and buy anything, they actually owned it all in their wardrobes which is um, probably maybe more worrying about the the people that that work with us than anything else. Yeah, and we plan to continue that theme on as as part of the Blinding Peaks campaign. Um, we're going to run three speakeasy themed yes, events yeah, throughout the UK that. later on in the year. Um, again, just capitalise on the sort of 
in thing of gin tasting and things like that. Mm. So we're going to keep the theme going. It's not just a, a, a peaks activity yeah. as such. Um, I just want to rewind to 2017 when you both announced you were leaving gold medal and travel to your previous employers, along with three other senior executives, Tracy Doherty, David Irving and Matt Appleby. It was an unprecedented move, having that many people leave in one go to join um, a rival operator. Uh, it caused quite a lot of noise, not least because Donata did take legal action, uh, which prevented you from starting it, if only for, for several months. Andy, what can you tell me about the circumstances um, around that? Yeah, look, I think for us, we, ju- we just reached a point um, within uh, Donata where we fancied a change. Look, I've been in the role for for 10 years or within the, the same company for 10 years and, and I was just quite excited um, when I had a coffee uh, with Brendan to join a small business that hadn't quite reached its potential or in Brendan's word, words had hit a sort of glass ceiling and I was excited the opportunity to, to join with a team of people that I work that I've worked with for a lot of years um, and we were excited by the opportunity and we all work really well together and you know it sounds like a lot of people but you know within a huge organization mm. like that I used to do management away days where there was more than 50 people there so it was a small yeah. minority when of the overall at, yeah, the context, yeah, yeah. And, and look I, th- I think the, uh, the they were very swift to bring in some talented individuals with uh, with John Bevan and Lisa McCauley who by all accounts do an outstanding job and look it's great business that, that I miss uh, I miss the people uh, more than anything else I had a great run uh, we delivered some great results within that business um, but the dynamic had changed it wasn't really for me so look really excited to be where I am I think if only he's got huge potential within the luxury space we don't actually uh, I, I don't think in real terms compete against travel to a gold medal they're in a different space to us uh, we're very much in in the luxury market with a an average selling price of at least four thousand per person. So so yeah, look, we um, I got a bit more time off than I'd anticipated, um, but uh, we joined in April and we've we've, we've what been really successful since. What did you do on your gardening leave? Oh crikey, annoyed my wife. Um, <laughs> grew a really nice beard. Grew, I grew did a beard you? for a little while, yeah, which uh, my wife made me take off. Um, Got involved in some sort of community projects, um, spent time with my kids, spent time in the garden. Um, yeah, it's amazing how, it's funny because I obviously, um, as you get older, which we are, um, you, you know people that have retired and you often think, crikey, you must be bored if you retire. But yeah. I think I'd be an awesome retiree. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I can't wait because I'm enjoying where I am in life now, but I don't think it's going to be an issue for me. So that, that, that period of time gave me... Give you a glimpse into retirement. Yeah, and it gives you a little bit of time to reflect yeah. and think. Um, and yeah, it was good. It was a really good time. Um, okay. My wife was delighted um, when uh, when April came around. She got me really? um, back out of the house. Going back to, to, to when you left, it was very public. It, it did get a lot of column inches, as you said before. Were you comfortable with the publicity it got? Did you Or did you expect, look, that it's going to get that amount of noise? Or was it, was it quite Yeah, look, I, look I think... Uh, that the press is very important to us um, as a business and individuals from a PR perspective. Um, uncomfortable wouldn't be a word. Look, I couldn't say anything. I was, I was, um, I had to be very quiet. Um, I take everything I read with a pinch of salt because obviously I know what's going on. I know what we've, what we've actually done and what's being reported. Um, and look, we um, we just had to sit and read it and carry on doing the garden, carry on spending time with the kids. And just wait for the moment. You know, once, once we resolve the matters, because um, we, we you mentioned court, we didn't actually go to court or anything like that. 
Um, there was a dispute. Uh, they weren't very happy. Um, I understand uh, why they acted as they did, um, but I've very much made peace with that, and we'll yeah. move on. Look, you know, tonight we're we're at a table with senior execs from that business, and you know, it's a, it's a big market, um, and you know, I'll happily. Uh, spend time with them and uh, yeah, we, yeah we're not as i say we're not really competing in the same sort of space we're firstly we're, we're very small in comparison um, and we're very much in the, the luxury high end of the market so yeah i think we can all play nice together there's no need to to fall out yeah. there's certainly no love lost from me good yeah i think if we had expected it we'd have got a better picture of david to, yes because um, <laughs> he looked like a westlife Did reject he? from the yeah. one that was used yeah yeah the pre- the, yeah I guess if we'd have had a hand in the PR, which of course we had no hand whatsoever, we might have used some better photos. <laughs> David Irving did look like uh, Brian McFadden. Did he? he I'm going to dig yeah. that out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to dig that out. He'll be delighted that he's been name-checked. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to check. Um, okay, and Brendan Maguire, he's the founder of If Only. He ran the business before you came along. What, what's he? What's his role now? What's he doing? He's an extremely supportive uh, chairman and founder. Um, you know, he's he's got a lot of um, investment in the business um, I mean sort of emotional investment you know he started it and founded it from his home um, 18 years ago um, and he was keen to let go of the reins and let uh, myself and the team come in um, and grow and develop the business but Brennan comes in every week uh, to check up on progress um, we've got uh, lots of dialogue um, he's still very much involved in the strategic direction of the business, very much involved in any of the sort of uh, big decisions. But day to day, myself, uh, Gordon, Tracy, Fee, David, and, and the wider team um, have a have a strong reign uh, to to make the decisions to move swift. Which is actually another part of the reason I was quite excited to join the business is the agility a smaller business can mm. offer you. You know, when you when you're part of a wider business. The decision-making progress can be slightly procrastinated. I'm not saying it was. It can be. But in a small business, it's very agile. Decisions are made quick. Things happen very quickly. There's not an awful lot of red tape. You know, if there's a a wider strategic decision, Brendan and I will discuss it um, over um, a coffee. And it'll it'll be a a yay or nay and a small debate. And we'll we'll crack on with it. So I was excited by that. And I was excited about the, the growth opportunity. You know, going into a business that's... Uh, that's doing £27 million, uh, knowing that you have um, you can grow that significantly, that'll end up at close to 40 this year and we'll aim to continue to grow at that sort of mm. pace over the next three or four. It's an exciting journey. It's a yeah. different journey from mm. running a big business, which is you know very well drilled, very well organised. They're great brands with lots of very talented people in them. Uh, and you can, when you're um, the sort of head of that business, not get bored or complacent, but you just want to be challenged a little bit more. And so this was just a, a perfect opportunity, perfect timing from the, the chat that I had with Brendan to join. And yeah, it's really exciting. Gordon, when I interviewed you not long after you started your job at If Only last year, you said you wanted to be, If Only, to be the loudest voice among the trade. Um, are you the loudest voice yet? Are you getting there? And you personally, you personally, personally, personally. yes. <laughs> oh, you can't. Whenever he's, in, whenever he's in the office, you can't hear anything but him. Yeah, and, and part of it was that was to, to re-engage with agents. I think some agents would maybe fallen off the radar just through habit. Um, they didn't really know what was happening with the business, how things had changed, how things had evolved, what new things we were planning to do. Yeah, they read stories in the trade press about people coming in, but they didn't really understand what that would mean for the business. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as Andy says, we're a small business, 
in Scotland, but we, we do punch above our weight. And all we wanted to do, or my main objective, was to get ourselves forefront of mind, particularly coming into this peak booking period, hence the Blinding Peaks idea that hopefully they, they link that with If Only and then and call our, our sales team. It's just to have that bite at the cherry. Okay. We are not a, a consumer brand in any shape or form. We don't market direct to the consumer. Everything we, we do is about travel agents and how we can work with them, support them and partner with them better. So we rely on travel agents when a customer walks into their branch or calls them up if they're a home worker or visits their website, they offer our product on our holidays mm-hmm. because we are not going to drive people into their stores. They have to do it. And if you're a brand that they maybe have forgotten about or they haven't used for a while, then you don't get that opportunity. And all we're trying to do is get a bite at the cherry and then it's down to us to deliver on the service, the price, the expertise and knowledge. Mm. That's where we come in. So that's really what we're trying to do with it being the loudest voice. Would you look to add short haul? Is that on your agenda? If you asked Fiona in our product team, she would say absolutely. Um, I think for us, we've got that much to do still. We're eight months in. This year for us is about continuing to improve the service that agents receive when they pick up the phone. We've got Canada and cruise coming up in the spring. We'll look at South Africa later in the year. And we need to tweak around the edges of all the, everything else that we do. I think we've got enough on our plates for now. I wouldn't write it off, but... Uh, it definitely won't be in the next 18 months. Fine. Right, to finish off, we're going to do a quiz. Wonderful. We did this, did this on the first episode okay. of um, the Travel Weekly podcast, and I have to hide the answers. Um, so I asked Jamie and your marketing team to come up with some questions. So Jamie to test was your... in our marketing team. That in itself Depending is dangerous. Depending on how these questions oh, go. Oh, oh, God. Sorry. I hope I'm, well, I've got him in trouble. Yeah, I'm now bring... worried that we've gone to Jamie for this. Yeah. What type of questions these might be? You'll find out. So you've both got a buzzer. So, um, so let's test. Fast? Andy, this is your buzzer. Not annoying at all. And Gordon, this is yours. Traditional hotel bell. Yeah, right. Please. Are you ready? We're ready. So let's do this. First, um, fastest fingers. Okay. If only nearly doubled its atoll license last year, but what figure did it increase to? Is it? Do we need an exact number? I'm going to say fourteen thousand one hundred and fifty-two. No. Fifteen thousand three hundred eighty-seven. Correct. You just seen it. Did you I see it? Got it. I'm going to have to sit. <laughs> Sorry, I did see that. But you need a, you need to put it in a smaller font. I do. Font. I do need to put it on a smaller font. Okay, I'm going to sit back. Okay, so no no points. So it's no thousand points. Off. All right. Okay. Right. Okay. Last summer, if only launched the Caribbean. Last summer, if only launched the Caribbean as its latest destination. Taking it in turns, can you name all fifteen destinations featured in the brochure? The first person who can't answer concedes the point to their opponent. Okay, so you've got to take it in turns. Andy, you can go first. Sorry, I went a bit early on the buzzer. Sorry, you just lost the buzzer. So I'm going to go um, Bermuda. Correct, Gordon. Aruba. Yes, correct. Sorry, to me what's fine. Barbados. Correct. Anguilla. Yes, correct. Mexico. Yes. Cuba. Yes. Turks and Caicos. Correct. Grenada. Correct. Um. Oh. 
it's such something and something. Um, oh no, I can't lose to Gordon. I can't <laughs> lose. Antigua. Correct. We said Jamaica? No, correct. Jamaica. Oh. <laughs> Just think of places in the Caribbean. I know, and my mind, my mind's gone completely blank. Oh, I don't know if really it's because well, it's only because I'm looking at Gordon's very smug <laughs> face with his very white teeth. He, he couldn't have looked happier. Yeah. Um, I can't think even what's gone before. I think I'll have to concede and lose. Okay, so I'll tell you the other ones. You did very well though. Um, St Kitts and Nevis, St Vincent and the Grenadines. That's what you're thinking of, maybe. Dominican Republic and the Bahamas. Point oh, to the other answer. So Gordon. Is point to me. Point to oh, Gordon. Right. Question number three. As part of your Blinding Peaks campaign... Well, straight away, not fair, because he'd, 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 <laughs> he'd come up with all of it. I just said, that sounds great, let's do it. Blame, blame Jamie. Yeah. Um, as part of your Blinding Peaks campaign, you've given away eight places on your Winner Fam A Day competition on the If Only Partners Facebook page. Can you name two of the winning agents so far? Fingers on buzzers. Bridget Keevil at Travel Stop. Correct. Because that's the one that I withdrew. And then I Correct. saw, I definitely, because it was, and, and actually I was quite pleased because it was a huge booking from someone at Go Travel. Correct. Well Boom, done. And I'm not on the Facebook page actually, so I only hear it if In I catch office. someone doing the video. Okay. You don't get a bonus point for, for that. Okay. Well, well, well done. One all, one all. Okay, oh, all next question. Next question. We've seen a lot of sharing of your social media videos. To the nearest hundred, how many views across all If Only channels and travel agent social media pages has your inaugural Kanahura, if I've said it right, video offer received? Andy. Well, we can only count the ones that people view where we've shared it, but of course travel agents have been sharing it on their own because they're downloadable for them to reshare, so we don't get to track that. I think on our own, it's about, crikey, I wish I'd have had an up-to-date one. It's at least 9,000, I'm going to say. Gordon? Last time I checked, it was due, it was over 10,000. 10,100 and something. Gordon gets it, it was 10,142. Oh, these are marketing questions, this is and your department. Facebook, you're not on. I'm not even on Facebook. <laughs> Jamie's, Jamie's getting it? a bonus for this. Jamie is getting a bonus by the sounds of it. Right, next question. Okay, it's the last question, and it's 2-1 to Gordon, oh, so... Another marketing one, no to, doubt. Chance, chance to tie. It was marketing that we asked, so... A little bird told me that you both had a wager in the summer to see who, between the two of you, could get your beach body <laughs> looking the most slimline. Who won? Well, the actual bet was we said we'd weigh ourselves and each week we would have five pound on who lost the most. I lost the first three weeks, <laughs> and then and then it lost momentum. Yeah. But what I can Christmas say, Christmas happened. Yeah, I, I I think if we restarted that challenge now, I'm I'm 16 days or 17 days as we are now into dry January, and it's going to be a struggle to now. Although Stu has very kindly pre-ordered some alcohol-free beer, I think if we restarted that, I would take him down. Yeah. But the, the winner was me. So. It was Gordon. Yes. Was it? Yes. Gordon. Gordon, you've won this quiz. Oh, Three there we one. go. Oh, well well done. done. Was there ever any doubt? Well there we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit, isn't it? Um, guys, thanks a lot. Enjoy tonight. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. 
On the next episode of the Travel Weekly podcast, our guest is the lovely Debbie Marshall from Silver Travel Advisor, who reveals the latest travel habits for the over 50s market. That's out on February the 7th. If you like this episode, remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts.